0: Good morning. Good 6 a.m. morning. We're in day three of five days of prayer. Um, each day we've had a focus on a, a characteristic of God um, that we were leaning into for prayer. So yesterday was on just God is unchanging. He's immutable. Like no matter what happens, that He does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And today we're focusing kind of on the sovereignty of God. Which, uh, depending on what your theological background is, sovereignty means lots of different things. But it literally means this supreme ruler so the supreme rule of God or the throne of God that manages and is in charge of everything in the entire universe that keeps everything connected it's his creative rule it's his sustaining rule it's his plan unfolding and in prayer like if you don't believe in the sovereignty of God there's no reason to pray like if you don't believe God is in charge then there's no reason to, to take requests to him Who's in charge? Because you only take requests or needs to someone who has the ability and the authority to resolve it. And so the fact that God is sovereign gives us the the ability and the the mindset, the perspective to take things to Him for Him to resolve in our lives. So in Revelation 4, we see a revelation, obviously, of uh, the Apostle John in the throne room of heaven. And what he's seeing is our posture of prayer is not just one of sitting at the Father's feet. It's one of sitting at the Father's feet who sits upon the throne. And as he sits upon the throne, you see that he is in charge of everything. He has a cat on a thousand heels. He's keeping the stars in alignment. He's keeping everything in agreement. And this is kind of the posture I want you to have this morning as we kind of go into worship. It says this in verse 1. It says, After this I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven, The first voice which I heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, come up here and I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne stood in heaven with one seated on the throne. And he who sat on the throne had the appearance of jasper and carnelian. And around the throne was a rainbow that had the appearance of an emerald. Around the throne was 24 elders and seated on the throne, um, 24 elders clothed in white garments and golden crowns on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning and rumblings and peals of thunder. And before the throne were burning seven torches of fire, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was, as it were, a sea of glass like crystal. And around the throne on each side of the throne are the four living creatures full of eyes in front and behind, the first living creature like a lion and the second living creature like an ox and the third living creature uh, like the face of a man, and the fourth living creature like an eagle in flight. And to cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Worthy are you, our Lord and our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. So this morning I just want you to think through that scripture. If you want to read that scripture in your Bible over and over again, I want you to think about your posture of prayer as you pray. You are just like one of those elders where you're casting some things down at the throne of Jesus. But you're also getting a fresh perspective that he is the ruler and everything that is connected in life. He's the one that connects them together and he's in charge of all those things. So whatever you need is found at the throne of God. And so when your prayer posture comes to that throne, it will give you more faith, a greater perspective, and you realize the authority of the one you're praying to. Father, we thank you this morning for an invitation to the throne. Father, I pray this morning as we go into worship that every single person in this room and online gets a fresh revelation, just like John did, of the throne room. Father, I pray they're like the elders who, who see the angels worshiping around you and declaring that you're holy, holy, holy. And Father, we begin to cast down our issues, cast down our prayers, cast down our anxieties, cast down everything at your feet. And, Father, I just pray for a revelation of the authority that you have, your sovereignty, your power, but also your compassion and your mercy. And, Father, I just pray right now for the seven spirits of God that were there at the throne to be released in this room and to minister to your people in every which way possible in Jesus' name.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: We bless your name. We bless your name. You're You're worthy to be praised. You're worthy to be praised. You're worthy to be praised. Bless the Lord. his holy name. Sing like never before. Oh, my soul, I worship your holy name. The sun comes up. It's a new it's time to sing your song again whatever may pass and whatever lies before me let me you're rich in love and you're slow Hallelujah. strength is failing. The end draws near and my time has come. Still my soul will sing your praise unending. Ten thousand years in this
1: Ship you home i
2: There's peace in the name, hallelujah, there's peace in the name, Jesus, there's joy in the name, joy in the name, joy. Yes, We call on your name, Jesus. We call on your name, Jesus, to break every chain. Break every chain. They can stand against what a powerful name it is—the name.
0: scriptures, just the sovereignty of God. One is Job 42, which is on the screen, which says, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours, the King James says, that no plan of yours can be thwarted. And that God is a sovereign plan that's coming to pass in one way or another. And it cannot be thwarted by the enemy. And again, like we said yesterday, it's only if we're going to be a part of it or not. In Colossians chapter 1, it says... A lot of things. For in him, the fullness of God was pleased to dwell and through him to reconcile himself, all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of the cross. And then Romans chapter eight, it says, all things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Meaning God has a plan and his sovereignty that he's working to accomplish. And even when we don't know how the plan is gonna unfold or how the plan is gonna work, our trust in the fact that God has the love and the authority to make the, the plan come to pass. And so that Romans 28 and 29 scripture is, is a promise to us that in the middle of whatever's happening, I don't know how it's going to work, but I know God is working behind the scenes to work it to our good. It's like, I don't understand how it works, but I know that I'm, I'm called by him and I'm loved by him. And if I know I'm called by him and I'm loved by him, then I know that no matter what's going on, he's working everything together. And God will use evil to accomplish his good. He will let the enemy look like the enemy is winning. Even with Job, the enemy thought that he was winning against Job. He's taken everything from him. But at the end, he ends up with double everything he had beforehand. Why? God used the enemy's plan to accomplish God's greater plan to prosper and bless Job. Like no matter what happens in our life, when you think the enemy has got you, it's really just a a setup for God to promote you to another level because God is working things together for the good. In the darkest moments of my life, in the the most painful or most suffering moments of our life, as you look back, you can thank God for him because you realize how he used that to work it towards your good. Like there's things you learned about the heart of God, there's things you learned about yourself, there are things God changed in you or or did in you because God has this plan and he's working it out for our good. And so no matter what you're going through, no matter what is against you, you have to know that God is working something out Like when you realize that, it motivates you to prayer. It motivates you to faith. It motivates you to rest in the promises of God. And it challenges you to know that you can endure longer because if it's not to your good, it means God is not done yet. If it's not good, because God is working it out for our good, if it's not good yet, that means God is still working and God is not finished. And so it gives us the, the motivation to endure or persevere to the end, because I'm not going to stop until God works it to my good. So as we pray this morning, under the sovereignty of God, we're going to pray through the Lord's Prayer in Matthew chapter 6. Before we do, I want to intercede uh, just for a couple of things. Pastor Dylan is here, who just... Uh, he's finishing his move to Nashville and Stone Chapel, but Abby, Abby's mom went to be with the Lord the night before last um, with cancer. So we wanna pray for her and today's Abby's birthday too, right? So that's tough for any daughter to lose your mom on the day before your birthday, which is a reminder for the rest of your entire life. So if you would just reach your hands out towards Pastor Dylan, just as we, he stands in her place. Father, we thank you for Pastor Dylan and Abby. We thank you for their heart for people and their heart for your kingdom. Father, we lift up Abby right now and her sisters and her brother and her dad and all of her family with the loss of Lisa. Father, we can stand here in positivity and in celebration that Lisa is resting in your presence right now. She is standing before your throne as we're praying and trying to visualize and send the revelation of your throne. She is standing before your throne right now. Father, completely healed, whole, and restored. Father, all pain is wiped away. Every tear is wiped away. Father, perfect peace has settled in. And so, Father, we can celebrate that right now for a life well lived and a a faith displayed through suffering. And, Father, right now we lift up Abby and the girls and the family and all of the family. Father, we just pray, one, uh, for your peace to settle amongst this family. To settle their minds, their hearts, their spirits, Father. Remind them of the testimony of faith that Lisa left with them. But we also pray that you send your Holy Spirit to comfort them and to be with them right now as you saturate their homes, saturate their lives, saturate their family with your presence right now. But we also pray that you uh, let this bond this family together, unite them and make them stronger as a family. And Father, above all, I pray that uh, you can receive glory through every story told, every memory that's told. Father, everything that's released through this, uh, through the funeral, through the service, of Father, it all points back to her father. Father, we also lift up right now, Jim Kubik, my dear friend who right now is in the hospital. We just pray right now for a complete and utter healing of his body. Father, as I was sharing with RJ yesterday, and he was talking, Father, he, he said, I just feel like his, his liver is gonna soften. So Father, we pray right now uh, for his lungs to be clear that all the blood is removed from his lungs. His lungs become clear and strong and healthy and breathing functionally and full at 100%. Father, we pray for his brain and his mind, for all the ammonia to get out of his body, to get back to normal levels, to be refreshed and whole. And Father, we pray right now for his liver. For his liver to be restored, Father, praying for our miracle in his liver, for you to give him a brand new liver, one without disease that is softened, that functions, that filters in every single way, Father. Right now we stand upon your promises, not just for Jim's healing, but Father, for your kingdom's sake, for Launch Point Church. That he is leading, Father, in the middle of a a campaign to build their first building. Father, we pray for the church to rise up and to lift up the hands and the arms of Jim and Angela. Father, we pray for the church to become stronger and rebuke every single attack of the enemy against Launch Point Church and against Jim Cubic. Father, we pray for Angela right now that you give her strength. You give her faith. You give her the gift of faith that lifts her up and and sets her on the other side of the situation and circumstance. And, Father, we pray for the doctors and and everyone in the hospital, the nurses, that have wisdom and discernment and details upon his body that can only come from the spiritual realm to work as instruments of your healing touch. And, Father, we thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. We're going to read. Matthew chapter six, it says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses or forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. In this prayer, there's many ways to outline the Lord's Prayer, but one that I use regularly is that this starts with praise. And there's three declarations there's three requests, and it ends in praise. So it begins in praise, our Father in heaven. Like it's starting with just lifting up our Father and this revelation of not God as judge, not God is, as, as deliverer, not God as redeemer, but God as a Father in heaven. Like You have a Father on earth, but you have a Father in heaven. And he loves you unconditionally, and we, we step in right now. So right now I just want you to praise God for being your Father. Father, we thank you and all the ways you could reveal yourself. You revealed yourself as father. And we see a glimpse of that in the story of the prodigal son, a father who's wanting his kids to come home, wanting to be in the presence of his children, wanting to spend time with his children. And so, Father, we just praise you right now, that we can come to you in prayer and sit at your feet and make requests unto you and worship you and spend time with you. That Father, you don't forsake us nor leave us. That Father, you're a God who wants to dwell amongst your people. And so Father, we thank you right now, no matter what our earthly families are like, no matter what our earthly fathers are like, that we have a Father who's perfect in heaven. And so we praise you this morning. We bless you this morning. We thank you this morning. In Jesus' name. The Jesus of this prayer makes three declarations. He says, hallowed be your name he says, your kingdom come. Then he says, your will be done. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Three declarations that we can make to God. So it starts with, before you make requests, you need to declare who God is and, and worship him at his name. So the first one is, hallowed be your name. So I just want you to begin to lift up the name of Jesus. Father, we lift up your name, Jehovah Jireh in this place that you are our provider, you will provide. Just as Abraham needed a sacrifice, you provided a sacrifice. Father, we thank you that you are our provider in this place. Father, we thank you that you're Jehovah Jehovah Nisi, our victory, our banner, Father, that no matter what we come up against, no matter if it's sickness, temptation, attacks of the enemy, that you are our victory, that you are victorious in every battle that you fight. And Father, we just ask that you let us know which battles to fight and which battles to rest in your victory and so father we let our praise go before us that father judah the praisers go out first and when the praise goes forward the victory comes down and so father we lift up you we declare that you are victorious in our lives the father you are jehovah Rapha, our healer father healing over our bodies that you heal the mind the body the soul and the spirit that father we thank you that jesus displayed the healing touch in every single village he walked into Father, our ministry of teaching, preaching, and healing. Father, we thank you that you are a healer in the Old Testament. You are a healer in the New Testament. And you are a healer today. Father, for all those with sickness in the body, we declare right now that you are their Jehovah Rapha. Father, you're Jehovah Sednike. The Lord is our righteousness. And Father, we don't have to work towards righteousness. We don't have to earn righteousness. That Jesus is our righteousness. That you've imputed His DNA, you've imputed his righteousness into us. And so, Father, we thank you that we stand righteous before you, upright, tall. And, Father, we thank you that you sanctify us. Father, we thank you right now that you are our redeemer, our refuge, our strong tower, our deliverer. Father, we thank you right now, you are our Savior, our King, our Lord. Father, we thank you right now that you are our best friend, our Holy Father. We thank you right now, Father, that you are our promise keeper, our faith filling, our spirit pouring out, God. We declare right now that you are everything we need. Father, we pray right now and declare that you are Jehovah Shalom, you are our peace. In a world full of confusion and division, and chaos, that you are not just giver of peace, you are our peace. That just in Revelation 4, as we prayed earlier, that sea of glass represents the peace of heaven. There's no ripples, there's no disruptions, there's no chaos, there's no confusion, there's no distractions, that in heaven is perfect peace. And we pray right now for perfect peace amongst your saints. Father, we thank you that you're our ever-present help In time of need. Father, we thank you that you dwell amongst us. Father, we thank you for your Holy Spirit, who is our comforter, who is the manifestation of your presence here on earth. Father, we thank you for your Holy Spirit, who is our counselor and our advocate, our counselor. Father, we thank you right now for your son, Jesus, who is our Savior who is our example, who is our model, who is our teacher. Father, we also declare to you this morning, not just hallowed be your name, but your kingdom come. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. So Father, right now, we just declare that this is not our kingdom. It's not the kingdoms of the world. It's not the kingdoms of America. It's not the kingdoms of the church. It's your kingdom come, your rule, your reign, your ways upon our lives. That, Father, right now we ask that your kingdom come in the lives of every single person right now that is in prayer. Father, your kingdom come in their minds. That It's your kingdom, your ways, your thoughts, your rules, your ways over their thoughts, not the ways of the world. Father, we pray your kingdom come right now in our bodies, that our bodies are in alignment with your kingdom. They're perfectly healthy and whole and restored and redeemed. Father, we pray your kingdom come right now in our mouths that we speak the oracles of heaven. We speak the life of heaven. That, Father, we speak with authority and precision and power and boldness. Father, we pray your kingdom come right now in our families, that our families are in alignment with the principles and precepts of your word. Father, we pray right now your kingdom come in our church, that our church is not a a gathering place of people, but it's a gathering place of the kingdom of heaven and the citizens of heaven. Father, we pray for kingdom authority, in our lives and in our church and in our minds and in our people. Father, we pray your kingdom come in the shoals as it is in heaven. Father, we pray your will be done, not our will be done. Father, there's a way that seems right unto us, a way that seems right unto man. There's a way that seems right unto people. But Father, right now we pray your will be done. Right now in in the room, I just asked begin to give god permission for his will to take place in every area of your life right right now we ask for your will be done we give you permission for your will to be released into the lives of our families and our kids and our marriages in our walk in our talk in our church that father remove any plans any Strategies, any purposes we have of our own. Father, we, we remove our, our seven-year plan. We remove our life plan. We remove our, our vision plans. We remove all those things. We give you a clean slate to write the story of our life with. And then Jesus made three requests. He said, give me my daily bread. Give us our daily bread. And then he said, forgive us our sins. And he said, keep us from evil. Father, right now we're asking for provision. That you give us the daily bread we need. That Father, first physically, that you make sure every single child of yours has everything they need. Father, they have the job they need. They have the the opportunities they need. They have the education they need. They have the favor they need. They have the provision they need. Father, I pray right now that you give us this day our daily bread physically. That Father, as as sowers in your kingdom, Father, as we've given tithe, Back into your house. Father, your 10%, I just pray that you protect the provision of your people. Father, we're praying protection of our homes financially, protection of our jobs financially. Father, we're prote- praying for uh, the protection of jobs in the shoals for every single factory, every single business. Father, supernatural protection in order to provide provision for your people. Father, we also pray for spiritual provision that you give us this day our daily bread you give us the word of God, not just words written on the paper of the Bible, Father, words from heaven, the manna of heaven, the rhema word of God. Father, not just in our daily encounters with you, not just with our daily reading that you give us insight and you feed our spirits, but Father, from the pulpit and the youth ministry and the small groups, every single time we discuss your word, we're being fed to overflow. Father, we also ask that you Forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Father, right now we just confess our sins and we repent of our sins. Father, we confess our sins as a a people. Father, forgive us for getting so easily distracted by the things of the world things of politics, the things of media, the things of sports, the things of consumerism, the things of materialism, the things of of leisure, Father, the things of tradition, the things of religion. Father, we confess that we're so easily distracted and we ask for forgiveness and Father, that you draw our eyes back upon the flaming eyes of Jesus. Father, we confess our division, our confusion, our chaos. Father, divisions in our nation, even divisions in our community, even divisions in our church over COVID, over vaccines, over masks, over race, over theology, over politics. Father, we know that Jesus prayed in the garden, Father, that we would be one. And Father, we confess that we have not worked hard enough to answer the prayer of your son, Jesus. Father, we confess right now, we pray that you give us a heart of oneness. Father, we confess of our selfishness. We pray that you give us a heart to love our neighbor as ourself. Father, we confess even just as a region, as a country, we confess of the sins of division of racism, Father, for so many years being two different groups of people in our country. And Father, we know that your son Jesus died for us to be one family. So Father, we pray right now that you give us a heart for oneness. Father, we confess the sin of apathy and lukewarmness and lethargy. Father, as we look at the church of Afghanistan and Iran with a passion, for your presence and a passion for the gospel and a passion for your mission. Father, we confess that we've been comfortable way too long. And we pray for forgiveness because we even know in Revelation you said well, you'd rather us be hot or cold than lukewarm. And Father, I pray that you stir the waters of our heart and let the flame of our soul be ignited again to warm us to burning hot passion. Father, we also ask that Jesus, that, that you keep us from evil or keep us from temptation. Father, there's so many temptations in this world. So many evils in this world. We pray right now that you, one, give us the wisdom to navigate every step we take, to step around temptation, to not play with temptation, not to walk through temptation, but to step around it when we can. But Father, you also give us the power to rebuke every single attack of the enemy. For us to walk in the authority given to us by Jesus himself to cast down strongholds, to cast down every single wall of the enemy, to cast down and rebuke every single demonic force and principality. That Father, that we can walk upright and righteous away from evil. So Father, we pray that you deliver us from every bit of bondage of the enemy, mental bondage, spiritual bondage, emotional bondage. That, Father, we walk in freedom, we walk in authority, and we walk in power. Father, we ask that you help protect us, that you protect our minds from every arrow of doubt and fear, and worry and anxiety that the enemy shoots towards the mind of your believers. We pray for the helmet of salvation right now to protect our minds and our thoughts. Father, protect our minds from every single thought that we can take captive to throw aside that the enemy throws at us. Father, we pray right now for protection of our marriages. That Father, there's a wall, there's a hedge of protection around every single marriage that's in covenant with you to be protected from every single temptation of lust and self-centeredness and anger and roots of bitterness and division and jealousy, every attack of adultery and fornication. For we pray you protect every single marriage From swaying to the left or to the right, Father, that they're centered on the presence of God and the covenant promises they made between themselves and between you on the day they said, I do. Father, we pray you protect our children. Father, in every single school and every single home, that you surround them, you protect them with angels. Father, from every single attack of the enemy to get them off course. That Father, that you help us raise them in the ways that they should go. And Father, you keep them from departing, that you keep their minds, their eyes upon the road and the path of righteousness. Father, we pray for protection of our church from every single assignment of the enemy. We plead the blood of Jesus. We pray the authority of the Holy Spirit. We rebuke every single demonic force from every single family in this church. That, Father, this church is a refuge. It's a strong tower. It's a place of hope and a place of mercy. It is an ambassador. It's an embassy of heaven here on earth. Father, we pray right now that you allow for this place to be a dwelling place of your spirit. A gateway, a stairway to heaven. Father, with your spirit descending and angels descending, and Father, the power of your presence resting in this place, transforming the, the mind, the heart, and the spirit of every single person who walks in here. Father, we pray for the protection right now of the elders of chapel, of Aiden and Gene Batson and Wayne and, and Kathy Stanley and Ray and Kim Sartain, protection of their families, protection of their minds, protection of their spirits. That you grant them wisdom and strength and insight. That you raise up faith within them. Father, we lift up all our lay pastors at chapel. That you give them strength and power. Give them the heart of a pastor. Give them the the heart to pursue and seek those with their family. To love them and cherish them and to encourage them. Father, we lift up our staff this morning. They work so hard and so diligently to serve this church and to advance the mission of this church and to advance your kingdom through the souls. Father, we thank you for all our champions. We pray that you protect their minds, their hearts, their spirits. As they serve, they realize they're not serving people. They're serving the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Father, we praise you. We praise you for who you are and what you've done and what you're going to do. And, Father, we stand right now in the plans and the purposes that you've given us. Just as he said in Job 42, Father, that no purpose or no plan of the Lord may be thwarted. And so, Father, right now for every person in this room that you set a purpose and plan upon their soul and upon their lives, we pray right now, this Job 42 verse, that no plan of the Lord shall be thwarted. That, Father, plans to prosper them, plans to protect them, plans to guide them, plans to direct them, plans to love them, plans for mercy, plans with a purpose and a foundation of peace. Father, plans for their marriage, plans for their families, plans for their businesses, plans for their kids, Father, plans for their homes. That, Father, no plan of the Lord shall be thwarted. And we rest in that plan. That, Father, your sovereign hand is upon us and is upon this church. That, Father, your purpose and your plan for chapel shall move forward and shall not move to the left and shall not move to the right. That it shall not be thwarted. It shall advance just like your word to accomplish the purpose you sent it out for. It shall not return void back to heaven. So, Father, we pray your kingdom come. Your will be done here at chapel as it is in heaven. Jesus' name.
1: Yeah. Huh? <laughs> I to thank you. Father, that's our prayer this morning. Lord, give us eyes to see you clearly, to see your face, to see your will, your plans. God, we lay down our plans. Lord, we just declare, we acknowledge, God, that your plans are better, your ways are better and higher than ours. May your will be done. Your will be done on earth as it is in